G'day, everyone. Really love the fact that you've joined us again for the Edutech Me podcast. And this week, we're actually, if you like in gaming, well, I do. My kids love gaming. Uh, but this time, we're talking about gaming, AI, driving simulators, and what that could mean for real life. Carrie, this is such an interesting topic. Oh, who doesn't love a fast car, Ben? Now, whether, you, whether you're a tot, whether you're a little preschooler, or if you're a 70, 80, 90-year-old, there's everyone loves a fast car or a really gorgeous car. But one of the most amazing things that's just come across my desk has been an article from uh, about Sony and how they have been using some racing AI to beat the best world's uh, Gran Turismo drivers. Now, a lot of you guys will know all about Pac-Man and StarCraft and whatever, but PlayStation and the Gran Turismo series is what um, has been on nearly everyone's consoles for so long. So the article and the AI that they used um, has, been, has been making a difference. Now, they've focused the AI on control, controlling uh, your driving, on racing tactics and on racing etiquette. And so they've put this AI into the games and it has had phenomenal results. And it got me to thinking, especially about driver training, especially about how we could use this as an educational product, not just a gaming, but then we could argue, of course, that the aspects of gaming are very educational. So I want to throw it out there and say, come on, everyone loves a, a, a lap around, you know, the uh, the track. So how are we going? What do you reckon, Ben? Well, for a start, I think it's brilliant. Uh, I mean, I love it when you have industries crossover straight away. I mean, we're, we're literally talking about one of the things that needs to be incredibly safe, our roads. But the linking it with gaming and hopefully you're from a learning point of view i mean responding to environments i mean we have to respond to environments in the real world it makes me think though you, you mentioned uh the racing etiquette style mm. i mean I, I suppose it comes down to i mean there's you know there's rules and regulations around racing and so there's rules on the real roads but everyone knows what etiquette can be like in different countries and places <laughs> <isn't he>? so, <laughs> i don't know jonathan well, how do you reckon the uh the on the etiquette side, I mean, would you trust etiquette from an AI? Well, etiquette, as you say, Ben, can be incredibly different in different countries. Having mm. lived 20 years in the UK and but come from here, the etiquette in the UK is a lot more gentlemanly, if that's a word I can use, or it's just, just nice, you know, because, you know, they'll flash their lights so you can turn in front of them to, to, to cross the road and whatever. They let people in when it's necessary. Uh, just to keep the, really, it's, they're being very sensible. They keep the traffic flowing. Whereas we're a lot more stop and start, stop and start, stop and start, because we have a lot more lights vis-a-vis -vis roundabouts, for example. And that, I think, has generated an etiquette here or a lack of etiquette here is that it's important to be in front of the next person. So you don't let them in. You don't let them merge. You've got to be in front of them. And it really speaks to our character really hmm. but the etiquette's very different because of that character perhaps but when you were talking earlier both carrie and yourself ben the thing that just popped into my mind was art imitating life when science starts to imitate life and that's what we're talking about with ai um we can all get 
inspired by that, but it was going to be a lot of personal choice. Mm. And then you bring that right around, you know, the personal um, sort of approach to etiquette to try and ask you a question. It's going to vary from person to person. Sure is. Great points, aren't they? What do you think, Suzette? Look, for me, I mean, etiquette's one of these things that um, it's like trying to ask, you know, what, what's the definition of good too? I mean, depending mm-hmm. on what culture you are. And we have touched on this before in other episodes and things. And being, you know, sort of having an AI actually add, um, in the mix adds even more because AI is fantastic at understanding, you know, sort of always looking like it understands and do, does things, but it is still a reflection of, you know, how it's programmed by, um, you know, the by humans in the first case at least, although there is now the, the case of AI actually programming AI, so it actually um, in, in turn um, adds to the, the mix. But I think the it's interesting that you're saying, Jonathan, about the cutting off and that sort of thing. I mean, I think it also really varies from location to location. And games like Gran Turismo do really, I think, the etiquette that you have on the road versus what the etiquette you have in a game is very different. And how do you yeah. actually, you know, sort of compare the two and when you're trying to program an AI to actually reflect which one do you actually choose? Well, that's that's a really interesting point because you've got, you know, if you had a sort of a, a foundational set of etiquettes and then that varied from culture to culture, you might be able to handle it. But it reminds me of when you, when anybody learns to drive, including all of us, is that we heard the cliche, now you've got your license, you can really learn to drive. But we were given the basic skills and the basic etiquettes at the beginning, but then we bring our own character and our own expertise to the equation going forward. And it's, and that's why we're all different, which is a joyous in its own right, but also causes some concerns on the roads. And, and what we've got at the moment is an increase in um, sophistication of self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. So I think we've, we've actually got some, some big implications for, for, for those as well. Um, and of course, the etiquette of a self-driving car and being on the road uh, with, um, with normal drivers, that would be fascinating as well. But I mean, this is just a start. This is where there's been some research. It's taken something like, you know, 45,000 hours to do the training um, for this particular game um, to get, get the AI, work, you know, to, to be influencing um, the competitiveness of the game because that's what these games are around, aren't they? The winners and the losers and the, the points or whatever it is that you, you get. But um, self-driving cars... I mean, maybe, maybe that's what we need to think about a little bit more. Um, it's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I'm actually thinking that this has broad implications for the trading industry, period. It doesn't necessarily have to be a kid's game. Or what if you're doing something that isn't really childlike, yeah. but you make it childlike with the idea being it trains better. So it'd be interesting to see how this could be deployed in all sorts of industries. Right. So how do we gamify a concept? and make it in such a way that people can understand it in a way that they might actually want to do the training. Because let's be honest, we're all adults here. Who hasn't done an adult uh, adult training course and gone, who wrote this thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. So if, if, if you look at the, 
<laughs> you could actually do an AI game that might potentially, and they could even measure this. We measure, measure like, you know, did they actually like it or not? <laughs> I, my brain goes that way. I'm kind of just thinking, well, how mm. do you then broaden this concept? I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I know my kid would happily learn Gran Turismo. Dad, I'm studying. <laughs> it, does, it does make it a little harder for our parents and that sort of thing. But I think the other thing coming back, Kara, to also what you were saying about the um, driverless cars and things like that. The other thing that's also coming into it would need to be uh, accommodated in the game side of it is like the trolley principle, you know, sort of the situation of what happens when you, you know, the, the car is out of control, oh, sorry, is, is going to crash and uh, there's three, you know, and there's someone um, that it can crash into or it can crash into a wall. And um, do you crash into the, the pedestrian? and kill the pedestrian but maybe save the driver or do you keep the you know do you crash crash into the wall and save the driver and then that brings this whole aspect of would somebody get into a car if there was a chance that in that circumstance it's going to drive you into the wall and you not have any actual mm -hmm. uh sort of ability to change that now how do you actually gamify that in something like gran turismo and actually be able to deal with the ethical aspects and the the because I mean ultimately there is no win situation in that situation. I've got a name for the game. That's life. That's life. It does remind me. Well, kids have been playing with games like that for ages. I mean, I mean, I feel like I could pick on various large companies that I'm not going to, but there are there are um, there are definitely ones around where people people actually explore the darker sides of themselves by playing these games. And they and they are they are darker, uh, but at the same point, you bring up a very very important issue, which is you know you know what is this thing doing? It is making decisions on your behalf. That's what it's doing. I mean, actually, you think you think about the challenge really is you got hybrid uh, road network. You'll have the self driving cars through to people who are still driving a, a manual car. So that's where the real danger is because you know by definition, if everything was automatic. It should work like a, a perfect zipper. It should be thoroughly safe. But I suppose right now it's not the case. Can it be though? Because the one yeah, fact is the, the vehicles themselves are safe, but the human element of somebody stepping off the road, the side of the road into the path of that vehicle is still nothing that the that particular vehicle could control. Yeah. And it's interesting you also mentioned about the gaming aspect of being able to uh, so we start, you know, going into that whole aspect of being able to express yourself uh, or some desires, you know, in the ethical aspects of things that are not on uh, a good thing. So, I mean, being able to be represented by, and in fact, there's a case where um, OpenAI, which was, for everyone who's not on, is a content generation um, or very big model around content. It actually, there was somebody who actually put together a ability to create um, so, um, a world where you could interact with something and it ultimately got very sexualized, the content, mm -hmm. the concept, and they actually had to shut it down because of that. So bringing that kind of concept into a game, it, it can, where does it go sort of thing without the appropriate mechanics around it. Brings the... us back to our value system, doesn't it? What do we really value? What do we want to see as the outcome of of utilising the AI. And um, it brings us back to the, the, the acknowledgement that we're talking about a tool here and it's, it's, it's useful mm. and 
and capable in the right hands, but in the wrong hands, it is not. Well, watch this space, I think. That's what I think. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, a bit, a bit of a fun conversation today. It is. I mean, let's be honest, anyone who's been playing games for years, I mean, chess has been beating me since I could turn a computer on. Uh, so, I mean, AI has always been smarter, and now they're proving it very much so uh, when it comes to this sort of thing. But uh, look, what do you think? Are you going to jump in the express lane of this particular situation? I mean, whether we like it or not, we might be anyway. So uh, either way, I feel like why not use these training platforms for good and hopefully we can be safer on the road. Anyway, oh. so thank you very much for hanging out. Uh, I'm Ben Newsom. You've been hanging out with Carrie Benedett, Suzette Bailey, Jonathan Shack. This is the Edgy Tech Me podcast. Uh, hope to catch you next time. Make sure you put air in your tyres, guys. And yes. metal to the pedal. <laughs> Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Edgy Tech Me podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to get notified about new episodes.